Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison. Uh, this week's episode contains an overly sexually active monkey and its name is Dave Cripp. <laughs> oh, you're pleased with that, aren't you? I, I, was, I was happy with that one, yeah. How are you? Uh, yes, well, thank you. Yes, I, you, you catch me off the back of building some garden things. So, uh, what sort of garden things? Uh, little planters, Pete. Actually, I've been uh, dr- oh, very nice, screwing wood together to make some little planters for the back garden. What's I feel? I feel very practical, but uh, are they uh, like flat pack ones, or are you are you building from scratch? Oh no, no, it's sort of yeah, it's flat pack. That I'm on. I'm not like oh, that, am okay. I? No, 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 okay. no, no. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Um, I've I've had a very good few days because. Um, I mean, we've talked about the fact that I'm an unlikely big football fan before, but but my team did quite well, Dave. Did some good football, didn't you? They did some good footballs, did Leeds. Great. So have you been? Are you, are you been nice. on a, a football hangover then? I haven't. I didn't really celebrate by drinking excessively. Um, oh, you've but, grown. Uh, but, grown but up, many did. <laughs> 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 but many did, and that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, nice for them. They'll sure they're on uh, hangovers and terrible bank balances. But there you go. Before we talk about this week's episode of Friends, uh, a little quiz announcement. Oh no, I was, I was reaching for one. There. Quiz announcement. A quiz. Fun. A quiz announcement. Uh, there is a quiz this weekend. Uh, if you're listening to this punctually as it's released uh, this Sunday, the fifth of July. What is it going to be? Um, probably should have let that up. Twenty sixth. Twenty first. Where's this? Twenty sixth. There you go. <laughs> this Sunday, the 26th of July, 8pm British time for an hour and a half or so. So yeah, uh, settle in, join us, we'll have a nice time and we'll give you some questions about friends and, and the like. Got a couple of good round ideas this week, haven't we, Pete? I'm quite excited. We have. Um, and if you are listening to this uh, after Sunday, the 26th of July, uh, it was a great quiz and we really missed you. And sucks to be you for missing the mm. quiz, but this will teach you to listen as they come out. Okie dokie then, shall we talk about Friends? That's basically what we're here for, isn't it? Yes, and it is another episode suggestion which we have been sent by a wonderful listener. Uh, This week's suggester 
Is that a thing? Uh, Is Faye, who has sent us this a message. Hey, guys. Just want to say I absolutely love the podcast and the quiz is, albeit extremely hard work, really good fun. I was really hoping that you would be able to do the episode with fake Monica because I think it's absolutely brilliant, mainly because at this time of lockdown, You've got the question, you know, what would you be spending your money on if money was no object? And also, what can, you know, what could we be doing better with our lives had we got the freedom to do it? Also, it's got the absolute best line delivered by Phoebe um, with the madness speech. And also, it's got some really clever little features in it. Uh, It would be absolutely great if you could do this episode. I like that we um, bigged up the quiz and then Faye just described it as hard work. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> she did call it great do... fun and hard work. So I hope she, yes. means, I hope she means uh, hard work sort of intellectually, you know, challenging questions and all of that. But... Hard work makes it sound like a maths test. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Oh, guys, it is hard work, but it is good fun. Oh, my days. <laughs> I'm talking about doing a marathon. Um, okay, well, look, if you like hard work... <laughs> <laughs> Join us on Sunday evening. Uh, we'll pop that on the poster for next time. Uh, but yes, the one with fake Monica. Season one, a season one. We're back to season one, Pete. Season one, episode 21. Here's a synopsis. When Monica's credit card is stolen, she, along with Phoebe and Rachel, decide to catch the thief. But Monica instead befriends the lively woman. What a description. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Joey enlists his friends help to come up with a less Italian sounding stage name. And Marcel has reached sexual maturity and rot decides he needs to be with other monkeys and tries to get him into the Harvard of zoos uh, with the San Diego Zoo accepting Marcel. It's a terribly written sentence. Uh, They all say (laughs) goodbye to Marcel in an emotional goodbye. Uh, There you go. Um, Lively woman. Sexual yes. maturity and the Harvard of zoos. What a a three plot uh, headlines there. I have noted down the plot involving Joey when I say plot, it's more like three or four lines. Yeah, it's like two and a half storylines this week, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't even make it into the synopsis, which is not the, the greatest endorsement. Uh, no, it was. It was in the middle. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. totally zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. There you go. That's lovely. Lovely to know that you're paying attention when I'm doing that. <laughs> um, Should we start with Joey, which wasn't mentioned in the synopsis? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, Pete. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is so quick, isn't it? Like, so this is basically three scenes. One where Joey's trying to think of a name, Chandler tricks him into saying Joseph Stalin. Two, when Joey comes back in and goes, um, there is a Joseph Stalin already. And then that's basically it until right at the end when Joey's doing an audition and gives the, the fake name Holden McGroin, which is what he's actually decided on. So Joey's problem with his name, he says that, that Joey makes him sound small. Give me a name, Dave, that you think's... Small. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too easy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's such a weird... Um, it's such Hang a... on, there must be... Uh, Timmy. Timmy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you think, you're thinking of like Tiny Tim and like Little Timmy from that Friends episode and all of that, you know? I wasn't just thinking of Tiny Tim. I was thinking of um, Tiny Tim in The Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> the, the frog Tiny Tim, yes. <laughs> 
important. The better, I mean, the, I'd say the the only real version of Tiny Tim that you need to think of. But the yeah, definitive version. The yeah. definitive version of Tiny Tim. I'm not sure there are any other films about a Christmas Carol that don't involve the Muppets. <laughs> if I'm if I'm perfectly honest. Um, but yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? And the synopsis here says he wants a less Italian sounding name as well. So he's got a lot of problems with his name. And and Phoebe says that Flame Boy would suit. Joey. That's the best line in the whole episode for me. Well, I do like that she says Flame Boy would suit him while he's he's stood in, in quite a thick knit jumper and a collared shirt because <laughs> that, that doesn't exactly scream Flame Boy to me. No, it doesn't. The way she delivers that though, the little pause, the look, and then she just goes Flame Boy yeah. is uh, is one like that's one of those. Mo- I think that's probably one of my top ten friends moments of sort of very quick quotes to remember. You know. Phoebe still feels like quite a minor character in this first series, doesn't she? Mm. Uh, and it is just those little glimpses of the 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 great Phoebe humour that will that will come in, in in following seasons. Well, yeah, exactly, and that sort of comes in in uh, in the Monica plotline as, uh, as well a bit, doesn't it? As uh, Faye mentioned that line. Uh, where she's going in madness, the madness, yeah. the madness. It's all that same sort of thing, isn't it? Just it, at the moment, it does feel like uh, they've just gone. Phoebe's weird. Just make her weird. She can do weird yeah. stuff. That's all she's doing for the time being. Um, but yeah, but that I mean, that's kind of the entire arc of Joey in this episode. He's not <laughs> in it much. I mean, the only real thing that sprung to mind when I was thinking about this Joey plotline was right at the end. We see him. He's 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 obviously been to one audition. And tried Joseph Stalin and they've left him out of the room. And now he's gone for Holden McGroin. A, I just think his reputation would be in tatters by the end of this sort of yeah, couple of sure. weeks. And B, he's auditioning for Mercutio. <laughs> I'm just not really sure I've ever pegged Joey as a as a, as a Shakespearean actor. Sort of a proper thespian. Well, I just... All we've really seen of him so far from memory, and it's weird doing these out of chronological order, isn't it? But all I can really think is Freud, the musical, and Al Pacino's But Double. And it doesn't really scream like the sort of next step would be him going for uh, Romeo and Juliet, would it? No, he he isn't your given his his problem with learning lines and his <laughs> his, his lack of his lack of um academic intelligence. Right. I, I wouldn't imagine that remembering the complex works of Shakespeare would, would go too well for him. I mean it's hard at best, isn't it? Like I just it's it's I can't imagine that's very easy for anybody, never mind Joey. And but I'll tell you what I would like to see, and here's again another trick they've missed, Pete, you know. Joey shouldn't have been him going to LA. It should have been him coming to London and becoming a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> I would have watched that every week until the cows come home. Joey Tribbiani at the Globe. It's what we all want to see, Peter. It's what we <laughs> all want to see. Okay, so uh, so we've got sort of two major plots now in this episode, haven't we? That's that is very much a sort of little undercurrent, and and like Matt LeBlanc is barely and Matthew Perry barely in this episode at all, are they? Um, but we've got Mar- Marcel. Goodbye to Marcel. Uh, or we've got the fake Monica Manana storyline. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the fake Monica, I think. Okay, so, I mean, there's a lot to unpick here, isn't there, really? Uh, well, my, my main pressing concern is that Monica spent $65 on a mop. 
Yes, a wonder mop. She references this further on, later on in the series as well, doesn't she? The one when she's talking about buying stuff off infomercials. Like, what would you expect a mop to do for it to be worth that much? Well, interestingly, Pete, I've got a little spray mop, which is excellent, but I couldn't tell you how much it costs because I don't really remember. But, but it wouldn't be over 50 quid, would it? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's like a... I can't really... People will know what I mean because people are much more domesticated than me and this is very... like a, it's, a, it's a thing that people have, but it sprays a bit of, like, the cleaning stuff out in front of the mop and then you sort of wipe it up. It's great. But that's about as high-end as I imagine a mop can get, isn't it? Like, what what possibly could it be on top of that? You're listening to Mop Chat. <laughs> mops with mops. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I was. No, to be fair, like we can move on from mops in a minute, but I was thrilled when I got that. It's like a dry mop. That's its vibe. You don't need a bucket, you know? So it like sprays a bit of stuff ahead and then you sort of wipe it up. Do you know what I mean? So you don't need yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, with yeah. you. I, I, I'm going to shock you here, Dave. I don't actually own a mop. Uh, that is shocking. I've got two, Pete. I've got an old... Really? My, my old maybe, maybe I've got three mops, actually. No one needs three mops. I had two mops and then I got this... Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to call it a wonder mop, but I'll call it a sort of... Uh, uh, I, I graduated to a higher level of mop, certainly. I don't um, think I'm ready for a higher level of mop. Well, you're not I, ready. I, you need a, any mop before you can graduate to a higher level. Why don't you have true. a mop? What? I need to get on the mop ladder, don't I? <laughs> if you stop spending all your money on avocados and lattes, Pete, you might be able to afford a mop. Um, why have you not got a mop? How, what, what, do you, what do you do? Do you just Can clean you just, your kitchen floor with a, with a hoover? Yeah, yeah, just hoover, hoover up the bits. Yeah, that's fine, isn't it? It's fine. Honestly, I swear, if you're listening to this, we will move on from mops in a second. <laughs> but uh, before I got this new sort of wonderish mop, uh, I did really... Wonderish mop? Wonder, won, like I wouldn't call it a wonder mop, but it's sort of wonderish in that it's better than a regular mop, that's what I'd say. One day you'll make it to Wonder Mop Day. One day. Yeah, yeah. I'll be saving up. But before I got that, it is, I did, I was very reluctant to ever mop because it's a big faff, isn't it? <laughs> Getting the bucket and filling the bucket with water and then mop. And then you can't use the floor. Oh, it's just a big pain in the arse. But there you go. That is what I would say, Pete. Every thought I've ever had about mops. Yes, <laughs> I, I'd agree with you, yeah. Um, but there you go. So uh, Monica's bought a mop. So she's going through her credit card statement, isn't she? Uh, because fake Monica, whose name we never learn, right? No, she is just fake Monica throughout, isn't she? It's interesting. This is one of the things that I thought, is that just because you've nicked someone's credit card doesn't necessarily mean you have to go by that name in every aspect of life. Like, she's taken on her entire identity, hasn't she? Well, also, how does Monica know it's a woman? And how does she know what tickets this person is buying? And all sorts. She knows a lot of detail about the woman before she's even turned up at the dance class and bumped into her. Well, this is also true. And then also, when Monica, fake Monica, introduces herself, that could just actually be a woman called Monica in the in the tap class. It might not <laughs> yeah. be. Like, I'd say it's more likely the person that nicked Monica's credit card would just be using their re- normal name in the... In the class, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, if I nicked a woman called Monica's credit card and booked a, a tap class, I wouldn't turn up and then say, hello, I'm Monica. I'd just be like, "That's I'm just going to use my regular name. Also, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of fake Monica. Not only because she's a, a lawbreaker, Dave, but also <laughs> because... Um, they seem to love her because she's so wild and oh my god what's she gonna do next and you know when people describe people as like a real character she's a real character and what they actually mean is dickhead 
Yeah, like exhausting presence like yeah. exhausting social presence yeah i mean she seems to do i was gonna say how does she have time to do all the things she wants to do she goes to these classes she goes to the theater all the time she's auditioning for broadway shows but i guess probably the reality is she doesn't have a job because fraud so you know she's got <laughs> loads of time because all like her entire story seems to be that she saw dead poet society and was like oh i'll never Never want to waste two hours of my life again. So from now on, I will become a criminal and make sure I've got the most time in the world and steal money off other people. And Monica is doing the work of the authorities because she's actively pursuing the criminal. Well, yes, she's sort of... This is like a strange uh, race between Monica and the authorities because Monica very much gets to the first hurdle first and finds the fake Monica, but then really stops running because she just hangs out with her for a few days and lets the authorities catch up and actually arrest her. You know, she, she there but she's doing nothing about it too busy getting pissed too busy getting pissed which actually uh (laughs) i went a bit too deep on this you don't see monica pissed a lot do you and by pissed uh non-uk listeners we mean drunk um not just annoyed angry yeah um but um as far as i can remember until Ross's wedding, we don't see Monica drunk again. And then after that, it's the one where they throw the surprise party, which is yeah. the the one where they also 30, isn't it? I think Monica gets drunk three times in 10 years, <laughs> <laughs> which is absolutely fine. I'm not saying, oh, what a loser. But like, just, just it's just, it's, it's, an, it's odd that she very occasionally gets really drunk, isn't it? The other thing, the other thing that is odd is... Uh, when they go to the dance class, the dance class starts and everyone in the class knows the whole routine from start to finish. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just, start, like, when have you learned this? Well, there's a lot of odd things about the class. Like, it feels like if you're all that good at tap, you don't need the class. So if you turned up just to do a dance once, the end. We're all very good. Let's go home. Secondly... The three of them are sat at the back of the room at the start, Monica, Phoebe and Rachel, aren't they? And the dance instructor says, oh, you don't, you know, you you dance, a dance class, all that stuff. But what's really happening there is she is just inviting three people that clearly haven't paid for the class to put on some shoes and just join in her class. Like, what sort of business is she running here? She's also very passive aggressive. She's very passive aggressive. It's a strange, it's a strange character, and it's a strange. I don't know where they're holding these classes, but like you say, yeah. So they're letting people that haven't paid wander in and just do the class for free. Everybody already knows everything they could have possibly learned, so I would want to know what happens in the next bit of the class. Um, And then, yeah, yeah, like you say, very passive aggressive with all the sort of yogurt stuff and all the all the. heckling basically people that aren't necessarily willing to dance have you ever taken a dance class <laughs> yeah i have actually have you what did you do uh oh we don't have time for this pete sorry we spent a little too much time on mops wait no um, hang on i i, I want to know yeah i know you do uh I've, i i did and this is actually for work i should hasten to add uh, I, I've i done a number of hip-hop dance classes, Pete. Have you? Yeah, because uh, I I was formerly in a comedy hip-hop band called Abandaman. Uh, of course. And uh, which was nothing to do with dancing, it must be said. Uh, but we had this idea for one of our Edinburgh shows once that we would end the whole thing with like, we thought it'd be good if all four of us did this really tightly choreographed hip-hop dance at the end. Nice. Uh, did a couple of classes. It became very apparent very quickly that a really slick, tight hip hop dance was not going to be achieved by the four of us. So we uh, abandoned the idea very swiftly. If, um, 
Have you have you retired from dance? I'd say I've absolutely retired from dance. I think I did a salsa oh, when good. I first moved to London, but I think that was more of a going out and being. I think that was more like a group of friends wanted to go out and get pissed. That that that, that feels like more. Yeah, that makes sense. Like go out, do a salsa class, then go out on the town. On the town. God, how old am I? I'm 400 on years old. Town. <laughs> on the town. Uh, talking of Monica being drunk, by the way, which we touched on a minute ago. Not the best drunk actor, is she? No, I, I, did, I, I didn't want to talk her down, but no. yeah, it, it's not good. The, also, the line water rules. Like, <laughs> That's the, that was the moment where I went, she's not a great drunk actor, but she's also not being served by the script particularly correct. well, yeah, is she? Correct. Yeah, um, yeah that was... It, it does feel like that entire scene and all, kind of all the Friends drunk scenes actually are written and acted by people that have never been drunk, but which, which seems implausible for Hollywood, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's just, it's it's all a bit naff, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is a bit naff. And, and, and very quickly, like in that scene, Monica switches from being, in inverted commas, incredibly drunk to like completely normal sober about four times. And Rachel says, this isn't you. And she goes, it is me. And she's suddenly sober again and like delivers those lines like Monica normally would. And then the phone rings and she goes, hello. And then they say they caught Monica and she's completely back to sober again. It's It's very like, very swings and roundabouts. When Monica does meet fake Monica, why couldn't she also just be called Monica? Why yes. does she have to be called? What, she, 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 it's almost like she goes, oh, oh she's backseat my name. I see. Well, it's like there are more than two people in the world called Monica, aren't there? Yeah, it's more plausible that she's encountered another Monica than encountered a Manana. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And then that's, that goes on to the whole Dutch bit where she goes, it's, it's Dutch and fake Monica starts speaking to her in Dutch. And Monana then comes up with this whole backstory about being Pennsylvanian Dutch, which runs through the whole thing. Whereas it's entirely plausible that an American with a Dutch name isn't fluent in Dutch, isn't it? Also, surprising reference to somebody else unexpectedly knowing Dutch. Yes, they do. maybe there's a Dutch person. There's, there seems to be more Dutch people on the writing staff than people that have ever been drunk. That's what I would say about mm. the Friends writing staff. <laughs> Um, the only final thing about this is it's mad how long it takes them to catch her, isn't it? Like they've, yes. Monica's had a full month's credit card statement already and then another few days. Like it can't be that hard. If Monica's just gone to the first dance class, she's found on the statement and found her within seconds. Yeah, like, she's also regularly going to the same dance class, which should have been a, a pretty clear place to, to check. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because credit card fraud, I always think, is in a weird way a bit of a victimless crime, isn't it? Like, the only people that really lose out are the banks who have mm. billions of pounds. You know, so, like, Monica's not actually losing any money because the credit card company uh, will sort it out with their insurance, blah, blah, blah. But I would have always thought that people... I've, cause I've Have you been frauded before? I have, actually. Well, what did they steal? What did they buy? They just booked into loads of hip-hop dance classes and got me a dry <laughs> mop. Uh, no, they bought flights, and then that was it. So, basically, I mean, the digital age, I guess, is a different time. God, I'm, I'm sounding old again. The digital, the modern technological age. But what I was... I just imagine credit card fraud is always like you buy a big thing very quickly because that card's going to get cancelled within hours. You yeah, know? so I had, I had um, a, a number of, of online, like, shopping purchases it was and one of the things they ordered was Ann Summers oh no you haven't told me this <laughs> you haven't told me this that's so funny um so then the 
card company phoned me. It was a few years ago now. Card company phoned me, and they had to do that thing where they go through transactions and ask you whether it was you or not. <laughs> I love that. It was like order, ordering food online or something. Sure. And it was places I'd never heard of in a part of the country that I absolutely hadn't been to. And then, yeah, one of them was, was Ansem. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I remember they did phone me, actually, when mine happened, and they did that exact thing of reading out the list of transactions, and it was almost embarrassing because they were like, so Tuesday, Domino's. Uh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> then Wednesday, Chinese takeaways. Like, yeah, that was me. Thursday, uh, did you get a cut? I was like, oh, God, this is a real insight into my life, isn't it? Um, but no, someone I know got frauded, and I thought that was you for a minute. But And then the, the, the person the first thing they did was order a big screen tv but from amazon to get delivered to their address so immediately Great, it was just traceable back to their good. their address done the end also a friend of mine had um had their their card used and somebody ordered deliveroo <laughs> uh, which obviously was was only going to one place wasn't it jesus christ come on people be better be better thieves Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1, I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think I might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out his wheelchair. About four of us... I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend to give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there or would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, now it really is time for Horny Monkey Chat. <laughs> horny Monkey Chat with Pete and Dave. That feels, that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, yes, yes, that was entirely my intention. <laughs> <laughs> there are some great lines at the start of this, actually. Like, I love the uh, Marcel's humping is just a phase, and then that's what we said about Joey. Yeah. And also Rachel's line about her curious George doll is no longer curious. Yes. That's great as well. Yeah, there's loads of really good lines in this plot, actually. Like the, um, 
uh, Joey does one when, when when Marcel reaches sexual maturity and Joey goes, hey, he beat you to Chandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely yeah, moment. And then um, another sort of slightly weird one when they're looking for the zoos. Uh, shout out to Scranton Zoo. Yes, yes, I loved that. I loved that little reference. Um, but again, a really, really nice line there where they said, that was our safety zoo. They take like dogs and cows. I was like, that is great. Yeah, really well done. Really, I, I think this is definitely the best written of the, of the three ones. Um, but yeah, so Marcel starts humping and this is like, I'll be honest, Pete, the humping pet is a uh, something I can be very sympathetic to. Oh no! Because my dog has recently been through a humping phase. Um, what we? Who are the victims here? Cushions, legs. Uh, initially, Cornelius, my flatmate, uh, <laughs> like like solely Cornelius. The three people that were uh, living there at the time. He would just go for Cornelius. Well, it's a compliment of sorts. Yeah, exactly. Then we diverted him onto a cushion, which he absolutely destroyed. I won't lie to you. Like, so that cushion is now completely out of action. Um, and but no, but unlike Marcel, Pete, it was just a phase, and oh, uh, we didn't have to give him up. But also, uh, when Ross bought the monkey, didn't the dude say like? You can only have this monkey for about three weeks because then he's gonna. Then he's gonna shag everything. Reach sexual maturity, and you have to give him up. Like it feels like that's just a thing monkeys do, right? <laughs> like it doesn't seem like that was a particularly surprised diagnosis. And then Ross was like, "I've got to give him up." And it's like, just ugh, you've not thought this through at all, have you? There's also there's just a surprising level of sincerity given to this whole plot. Like the music after Ross reveals that he has to give up Marcel, it's mm. like it's a real crushing blow like it is sad that you have to like give up your pet of course that's sad but then even joey's like i can't believe it ross really sincerely it's like (laughs) chill out it's it's just you've only had it about three weeks and the rest of them have spent that entire three weeks going what the fuck have you got a monkey for mate like (laughs) this is insane i mean we haven't really we've not done the bit where ross gets a monkey yet have we uh, on this podcast. No, I don't but, think so. Uh, we've definitely referenced it a couple of times, but I mean, it it is just worth flagging here how insane that was in the first place. As, well, especially from the sitcom point of view, which was 10 episodes in and they thought, let's give one of the characters a monkey. I, I also, I don't know much about the process of transporting animals via aircraft, but I, I don't imagine that you can wave them off in departures while they roam freely. Like, I, I don't, yeah, <laughs> don't who, think that's quite how it works. Was kind of weird, wasn't it? And the monkey lady that just happily took him away at the end yeah, pops him in a game. Like, like where, yeah. where's she going then? Where's the monkey going? How's it all working? Because it tries to turn Marcel, well, shagging Ross's leg into this poignant goodbye. Yeah. It even fades into the credits off the back of her. But you, you cannot make a horny monkey profound, no matter how hard you try. No, exactly. It was. It was. It's a strange. They're all like you say. They're all very emotional at the send off. Like Rachel's. I think Rachel looks like she's crying in the like background. Like she's being comforted by someone else, yeah. isn't she? <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. It's really strange. Um, but yeah, so this all goes back. So Marcel started humping. Ross decides to give him up. We've got another one of these, um, like, parody scenarios. Parody conversation that things, That we keep yeah. talking about this time. It's, you know, like Marcel as if he's going to university, applying for universities. Um, again, very prevalent in the first season of Friends, weren't they? Mm, popular. Uh, uh, and then he does eventually get into San Diego. Uh, but not before a little um, cameo from Harry Shearer, a very young-looking Harry Shearer. The voice is so distinctive, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was basically Principal Skinner doing it, wasn't it? You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but um, he looks so young. I mean, it really dated that for me. That this is now what nearly nearly thirty years ago. Is that right? No, nearly twenty years ago. <laughs> no. Hang on, what? 
No, it's nearly 30 years. Oh, oh Christ. God. God, no wonder they look old these days. No wonder I've started using phrases like going out on the town. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, no, the, the, yeah, the Harry Shearer as the, the like guy who ran a, an animal fighting ring, basically. Yes, that's all very shifty, isn't it? Strange that they gave him a character name. Did you see at the end? They gave him an actual doctor something. I can't remember what it was, but they gave him an actual character name, which seems odd for the... Which I don't think actually gets referenced or used, does No, it? no, exactly. Maybe it was one of those deleted scenes. Um, but yeah, but this is this is the last we see of Marcel before the big reunion in the... Um, the Jean Claude Van Damme movie later. But it's a, it was a real a real short guest appearance from from Marcel, wasn't it? It was, yeah. He's, he's not around for long. The um, the three wise monkeys things, bit weird, isn't it? Three, oh, I can't remember what that was. What's that? The three Joey Chandler and Ross sat on the sofa just after Ross has delivered the news that he has to give Marcel up. Oh, are they doing that with the? Yeah, they're doing. Joey's covering his eyes. Oh, I didn't Chandler's spot got his that. Hands on his ears. I think I can't remember which way around it is, and Ross has got his hand on his mouth. But the, yeah, they're they're doing the three wise monkeys thing. But it's just. Oh, I didn't spot it that. Fades into the scene, and then there's a laugh before they even say anything. It's just a slightly odd ref. Like it's just the way it's presented just feels. It's not obvious. No, it's not particularly obvious. But there is. I think they really flagged it up with a laugh, which, if I'm honest, it feels like it was put in afterwards <laughs> because I don't think the audience yeah, would necessarily have even that. spotted that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of, it just feels really odd in the mix of friends and the sort of rhythm of friends and how it goes. Um, but yeah, I guess they were like, guys, monkeys, let's do a monkey joke, shall we? <laughs> who, who knows a monkey joke? Um, but yeah, it sort of popped into the middle. But then, yeah, we get this fad, fad farewell, sad farewell at the airport. The music, which we all know now from the quiz, Pete. Yet another friend's uh, airport moment. Um, actually, weirdly, location-wise, this is one of the only times, maybe the only time, we get to see a prison in Friends. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> it felt like they'd really uh, taken it out of taken it out of the world a bit there when it went to the Rikers Island penitentiary or whatever it's called and uh, <laughs> yeah not very uh, not very friends is it it's not very friends that whole scene's weird actually we should have briefly touched on that in the monica fake monica thing but that is kind of how the whole thing wraps up because this episode has seen monica real monica getting this whole new lease of life you know and like doing all these fun things and basically the prison scene is fake monica going look mate you're dull as fuck. Just go back to being that. Like, yeah, <laughs> fun time's over for you. Like, there's, there is no hope for you. Soz, off you go. And uh, that's kind of what happens, isn't it? Monica goes off and does that tap class thing at the end again. But that's, let's be honest, basically the last time Monica is fun in Friends. She's shite at tap, isn't she? Not the best at tap. Rachel's very good at it, though. How does Rachel Rachel's... know that bloody routine? Never mind the rest well, of the Well, that's, that's just baffling, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the whole thing's baffling, mate. But maybe it's one of those things, like it's a standard tap routine or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's just one of the things everyone that does tap knows. Mm. Tapper, tapper, tapper. Um, but there you go. The one with the fake moniker. I think that's basically it, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's it. Wonderful news. Um, uh, we've done the quiz plug, but don't forget it's Sunday, 26th of July, 8pm British time. Bring your brains. Uh, as previously advertised in this podcast, it is great fun, but hard work. Such hard work. <laughs> Such hard work on a Sunday evening. You a real welcome. slog. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yes, uh, uh, Peter, I shall see you then for the first time. We don't see each other very much ever, do we? But we'll see each other's faces on that uh, Instagram live. Yeah, that'll be nice. That'll at be nice. FWF Pod, and uh, I will speak to you again next week for the next episode of Friends with a Friends. Mops with Mops. Mops with Mops. Bye, Dave. Good mop. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.